Hi, Lindsay Labonte, branch manager of Applied Mortgage. Thank you for tuning in to the Applied Mortgage Community Show. I have today back again, Mickey Sanderson from Delap Real Estate. We are going into part two of our conversation. If you missed part one, it was all about being a prepared buyer. And today we are going to review an offer to purchase agreement and constructing being prepared as a buyer going into that agreement and also maybe knowing what to review as a seller too because maybe you're getting multiple offers. Mickey, thanks for being here today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks again for having me. This is a lot of fun. Uh, my name is Mickey Sanderson. I'm a local realtor. and been doing this uh, very full time for about 10 years and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. I love my job and uh, my background being in education. Um, this was a great uh, field to get into, uh, meet a lot of great people and help a lot of great people. So without further ado, we are going to talk about this market and how competitive it is for buyers. And I want to share that everything that I do um, mention about putting your best foot forward in an offer in this competitive market uh, also should be things that a seller pays attention to. Because when you perhaps receive multiple offers, you do have to know how to measure and how to compare not just the purchase price that they're offering, but all the terms within the offer and what all the verbiage means and what all your options are uh, moving forward and, and, and basically choosing the strongest offer that works the best for you. Definitely. That all makes sense. And you had some great statistics in our last episode about uh, kind of just what's going on in today's market. And and so it's your point you just made, it's bringing up the need to really understand all the different conditions that go into making or accepting an offer, not just the purchase price, because now there are other things that are getting negotiated that maybe, you know, they're always in there, but don't necessarily have as big of a weight on people's decision making. Yes. So let's take a look at that on the on the offer at constructing an offer here and how to be most prepared. All right. Well, first of all, in, in preparation, uh, one of the things you should absolutely take a look at if you're a buyer um, is the Massachusetts Association of Realtors offer form. And right of course here. you have it right there. <laughs> <laughs> and these these forms can be found online. So if if we're not physically meeting you and I, because I always do bring these to my first meetings, um, it's it's a it's a it's a good idea to know where the fields are, where people are going to put in. Um, if you're a seller, where people are going to be putting in the extra language, which by the way is section nine typically on the second page. And as a buyer, um, all the different fields that are going to be be in consideration when a seller is looking at your offer and when a seller's agent is presenting your offer. Um, I like to have a, a no regrets, no remorse approach to this market. And one of the, the most oft questions I am asked is, what do you think I should offer? And my job is to guide you to that point where you get to a very comfortable decision about what that number will look like. And I say, when you put your head on the pillow tonight, I want you to have no regrets that you offered a certain amount and no remorse that you offered a certain amount. And I'm happy to say that my clients almost 100% of the time come up with that number, even if there's two people trying to come up with that number together to buy a house. And it takes a little time and a little processing, but um, it's very important that you, if you don't get the house, 
you're okay. You just regroup, stay calm, and and take it as a learning process that you've just gone through. Uh, you know, submitting an offer, uh, but also if you do get the property, that you're happy, that you're not thinking like, oh my gosh, what did we do? Did we overpay? Um, what's Grandma Birdie gonna think when when we tell her what we pay for this house? <laughs> um, so that, that does come down to some nitty gritty. Forms are generally not so much fun, but uh, in this case, uh, there are fields that will make your offer stand out if your agent who is, and should be very experienced, because the more we do this, the better we get, um, knows how to properly fill one of these things out to put your best foot forward. The first section obviously is the price. What are you offering for the property? And that belongs right here in this field. Oh boy, here we go with this camera. <laughs> Computer Backwards, camera. There you go. <laughs> there, there's an opportunity for um, a first deposit to be made. First deposits typically in this area are $500 or $1,000 to bind the offer. If you want to make your offer look good, sometimes you put a bigger first deposit down. Um, it doesn't mean it's not refundable because you will have other contingencies perhaps but uh, you, could, you could put forth that you are very serious about the property by putting down a bigger first deposit. Uh, one of the very um, good experiences I had with an antique house in East Hampton was we actually made the first deposit uh, 1892, which was the year the house was built. So not only did that have a higher number, but it also reflected the fact that my clients and, and I'm and under, understood that was a special property and to make the um, the offer the number of the, the year of the house. Okay, this is some secret sauce to make you that you're giving right here. <laughs> That's so. all the time. Because this, this is great. This is great. That might be the only secret secret that I, I was going to say. I wasn't expecting any real <laughs> insider information, but there's, there's some insight. <laughs> yeah, there's also an opportunity for a second deposit to be larger than the typical 5%. Um, again, uh, consult your agent, consult your lender uh, on that one. Duration of offer, um, that's always important to check the notes in the listing itself. Oftentimes, this is when it says offers are due a week from now or four days from now by noon or 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. It's uh, it's in the listing uh it's in the listing itself and, and agents have uh, information on that. It can sometimes be disseminated to other um, syndicated sites or not. So make sure that you're, you're really in the know about what that timing is. And then I have to say, if it's a week out that offers aren't due, I know that's really stressful, but kind of shift that framework a little bit and, and think that, or that framing and think that it's more time to prepare. It's more time to process uh, past sales. It's more time to talk to people. And believe it or not, um, sometimes after a week, you may decide not to buy the house. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, that means that that was a good thing and it wasn't for you. So don't, don't get yeah. too stressed about the more protracted time periods. And that goes um, back to your regrets and remorse, right? You yeah, want to be exactly. prepared. It's, it's and, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Quickly moving to um, closing. You can make the closing negotiable. If you're, you're flexible, if you're renting, if you're living with your, your in-laws, although that might not be too flexible. But if <laughs> might not want to be flexible. <laughs> then, then you, can, I love mine. <laughs> <laughs> you can say negotiable. Uh, that, that way the sellers are like, oh, great. We might want to take that extra week to, to 
to pack and move things to somebody else's, I don't know, whatever. Um, mortgage, I mentioned local lender. I'll mention it again. It is the gold ticket. It is no secret and no surprise that the big banks, the lenders, uh, we have trouble with uh, timelines. We have trouble with communication. Um, I'm making a generalization, but in my experience, these are factual um, generalization <laughs> facts on, on yeah. how they're, they deal with things. And uh, communication. I love the fact that when my clients use a local lender, they can walk into the, the brick and mortar um, or, or, or make a, a, a phone call uh, appointment and their needs are met quickly and honestly, and they're, they're dealing with a, a person uh, that cares, quite honestly. Mm. Uh, there's just so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, uh, cash offers tend to win, win the day. Uh, no secret there. If you're not a cash buyer, however, uh, one of the ways um, I or other experienced agents can put yourself forward is is making sure that that you are um, perhaps putting down as much as you can. Um, typically, it's a 20 percent uh, down for a loan, but maybe you can do 38 uh, percent. That makes you look stronger. I like to have pre-approval letters uh, that state the most you can afford. So again, when I'm putting up your pre-approval letter forward and you're trying to buy a $400,000 house, well, guess what? Your pre-approval says you could buy a 580. That mm -hmm. just means to the seller that you're strong and you're going to not have any issues with financing. Uh, it never hurts with negotiations. So don't let that get in your way. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the last things I did mention, it, there's a section nine here where I put appraisal language, home inspection language, and language that makes the seller happy language. Yeah. Uh, home inspection language could mean, and these are the last three points, um, home inspection language could say um, that you're waiving the inspection. I never recommend that. There are other ways to make you stronger in a home inspection period without waiving your right to an inspection. Mm -hmm. uh, home appraisal language, you can forgive or make up a gap in appraisal. This is where it gets a little technical and tricky, I know, and this is why um, those conversations I love to have, but they're more like 15-minute conversations than they are about than they are 20-second conversations. But there is a way to make um, make your offer more attractive with an appraisal uh, stipulation. And then the last thing is um, being generous to the seller language. That can run the gamut. That could be we'll let the sellers stay in the house for two weeks rent-free because we know they have two-year-old twins. Uh, we will let them leave the above-ground pool, the swing set, the um, boat trailer, um, and the various potted plants all along the property because we know it's winter and it's a pain in the neck to remove them. Those are just examples. And the, the, the end or, or finishing point I will say to that is that's another reason why you need somebody who knows the situation as much as they possibly can of the seller and have really good communication and rapport with the seller's agent as well, because that communication that runs between the buyer's agent and the seller's representative completely, you know, uh, doing their best for both of their clients. But the end result should be great for everybody. It should be wonder, a wonderful experience for the buyers. It should be a fantastic launching experience for the sellers wherever they're going. And as professionals, we 
try to communicate as best and, and, and as forward as we possibly can with each other to make sure all those things happen in an ethical, responsible manner. Definitely. Such such great information on this whole offer. And I want to plug too, if you didn't catch Mickey's last interview with us here, what you were just alluding to on the communication, uh, that is really a piece that we spoke about being prepared, having a team who's used to the local area, a full-time agent, somebody that's really working on your behalf and can get this work done. And um, to back up a little bit on this offer, it is a binding contract that you're putting together, right? So understanding both from the buyer's and the seller's side, what do all of these items mean? And the fact that you're, as a buyer, giving money, this deposit that Mickey's talking about, the fancy way that she gave us a secret on constructing it, which might work in some circumstances, um, that money is protected by all these different conditions that Mickey was going through. Um, and so understanding the impact of everything and how it's written is huge. We have another segment you can look for with a local attorney that kind of goes into more of the legality of these conditions. But Mickey, what you're, everything that you're saying and the way that you help your customers, I think any attorney would be comfortable uh, and, you know, know that you're, you're such a great professional helping to navigate all of these times. So out of all of those provisions that you just went through, are there any that are sticking out to you right now that you, that you want to get into a little bit more detail on any ways that things are being constructed that you think is worth pointing out? Uh, I certainly there's a degree of things that people are. Oh, there's one thing I didn't mention. Those are escalation clauses. Okay. Uh, that is probably we had, they were being utilized more often a year ago. Um, it, it's all, it's all the seller's decision if they are going to accept escalation clauses and escalation clauses um, can be tricky to understand. Again, it's hard to do a little soundbite on, on what, they the definition of them are but quickly it's if a house is listed for 350 you then put in an offer of 350 and then escalate that 2000 over the higher high or highest offer up to a certain amount let's say 400 so if there's a competing offer that's the highest at 380 your offer will be accepted at 382 and you might have to rewind that and listen to that again and again, because escalation clauses are kind of a new animal in our industry because of competitive offers. And that goes back to what I said about you need to find an experienced agent who has written many of these before uh, so they, you know, they understand how to present it and understand how to counsel you about what is the base, what's your escalation going to be, and then where's your cap. And um, Sellers have the opportunity to say, yes, we'll accept escalation clauses or no, we will not. Most of the time, the sellers that I represent, if they say they don't want escalation clauses, it's just because of all the other things they're trying to navigate in an offer. They really just want the price to be kind of black and white and clean and not do math. Um, as you might imagine, if you have eight offers and they all had escalation clauses, that's going to require. Um, You're going to need a spreadsheet. <laughs> well, we do spreadsheets anyway, but that's yeah. going to require, um, you know, a lot more thinking. And just as buyers don't want this to be stressful, sellers don't want it to be stressful either. 
And in my experience, um, it's, 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 always, it's also listed in the listing. So um, because buyers are more savvy than ever, I have a lot of buyers when they put in an offer saying right off the bat, we want to use an escalation clause. And I'm already prepared and I, I'm able to say, well, great, because guess what? They're accepting them. Uh, so we can employ that strategy. Or I, I have to say they're not accepting escalation clauses. So we need to go right in with our with our highest and best that mm-hmm. no regret, no remorse thing. And yeah. put forward that way. No regret, no remorse. I think that's a really good mantra to live by in in this market right now and and that's right yeah that's uh definitely with the escalation clause I'm you're completely right that it seems like most now want highest and best and that's just come out swinging in that case so awesome yeah what else do you anything else to be prepared understand this this offer contract here there's so much information on it Uh, the I'm going to go back to what I said. If you if you look online and you find this contract, again, it's the Massachusetts Association of Realtors contract. Uh, this has been um, around for a, a while. I think most of the agents in, in the Northampton area have been using this. Uh, there was an old form that the association in the Pioneer Valley was using, but that's going to um, kind of go away. Um, yeah, it is a two-page document, and there's some legal language here. And as Lindsay said, it is a binding document. So the more you're familiar with it, the better um, you're going to feel when you finally have to fill one out with me. Uh, the okay. last thing I could say. Was we'll that? link that too. I was just going to say, we'll link that offer in our, our oh, uh, post here. Yeah, I think that'll oh, make it easily accessible. Wonderful. Uh, and the, the whole process from beginning to end, if you're financed, is about six weeks. And uh, your team as we've talked about before, is responsible for guiding you through that process. And it can be a jungle and no transaction is ever the same. And we are problem solvers. And you, and it's okay to lean on us heavily. Uh, I've had many people say that, that it seems like sometimes you're more like a counselor and a therapist, even though my degree is in secondary education. Uh, but it's, it's, it's okay to call me or call Lindsay if you don't understand something. And it's, it's maybe outside of normal business hours. I think that's another reason why I like working with applied mortgage is that I can reach people at eight o'clock on a Saturday night. Not right. that you should call Lindsay every night on a Saturday night. I do go to bed a little early, but. <laughs> uh, but we're here for you. We're um, I'm, I'm always, it's okay to rant a little bit. It's okay to, to be, you know, vent. Uh, it's, it's all part of being a realtor. Uh, it's not just about, um, you know, finding a, a cute little bungalow. Um, right. there's a lot more to it than that. Right. Right. And I love it. Whenever we talk, I mean, I, like I said before, I see it in your face, hear it in your voice. I mean, it's such a great industry. It's a great, uh, job to have helping people, but it's really more than just a job because you're getting into everybody's lives and goals and what they're looking to do. And, and a house is such an important place. It's really the the center stone of, of a person's life. And whether it's finding the right house or, or the right mortgage in my case, I mean, that's probably somebody's biggest asset and biggest debt and getting all those pieces to work together is, is so crucial. So yeah, if you didn't tune into Mickey's original podcast, we did together on being prepared, awesome information there today, diving into the offer form and what to expect with the different 
contingencies or provisions. You'll hear lots of different jargon thrown around. So helpful, Mickey. Thank you so much for being here. Um, will you leave us with, well, any other wisdom you've provided so much, but also just the best way to get in touch with you too. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm easily found over here at Delap Real Estate, uh, the Big Y Plaza. Um, easily found online my through my website, through my social media pages, uh, platforms and email and text and phone and anywhere else you can find me. Tweet, um, Instagram, Facebook, what else can we do? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mickey. Really appreciate your time. You're very welcome. This was a lot of fun, Lindsay. Thanks for uh, the invite. And um, here's to a great spring. And here's Definitely. to a lot of different houses being on the market. <laughs> in the It'll next happen. Week. Yeah. We're so in that way. Our seesaw, you know, balances out a little bit. The scales balance. We're in that spring wave. I'm hopeful. March right. and April. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Applied Mortgage Community Show. As always, if you have any mortgage-related questions, please contact our team at Applied Mortgage, 413-586-5626 or AppliedMortgageTeam.com. And if you want to be featured on one of our episodes, let me know. We'd love to have you.